God Almighty, this is the Sweat Equity Podcast. Yeah. I hate that. You don't <laughs> like my hottie toddy? No. That I other voice you're hearing, if you're listening on audio, is uh, Eric Regiger. Yep. Hating on everything already. <laughs> hate it. I felt like I needed to join in on that kind of. That, that third voice you're hearing is uh, Nick Snap. See how I do this, guys? It's professional-like. I uh, bring I bring you in for the audience. You see how that works. So I shouldn't yeah. immediately talk about how I hate the show. What first thing? Do you well? Sorry. I mean, do you want to? That's quite a tease. If you want to get into why you hate the show, I don't actually hate the show. I don't listen to it. No, he's in a grumpy dad mood, dad bod mood. I can feel that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't I, you know? I don't even want to talk to you guys. I mean, basically, Eric and I are in this office, uh, just pissed about uh, doing work. A lot of the time, just I think just being statically, I think we're we're figuring it out. We're just not made for to sit in chairs all day. Basically, I think that's making us grumpy in here. Yeah, we'll be throwing poop at each other pretty soon or something. Yeah, but now yeah. we'll be doing it out of just anger, not for yeah. fun. Yeah, um, that's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the pod, the show, I don't know. We do video. Uh, we are on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, we have you can watch us on there. Sometimes it's a little better. Uh, this might be a little bit more visual if we uh, show some computer screens of what's going on uh, for this episode. But on audio, iTunes, um, Spotify. Uh, let's see what else. Laughable. Uh, laugh the Laughable app where you can tag your favorite comedians, and if they show up on another uh, podcast, you get a little notification. Pretty sweet. The iTunes app is a little ish. You know, not so great. We got a sponsor. Yeah, Nick. We're, yeah. Look, man. Yeah, we're big time my, now. Yeah. Snap. We are huge. The okay? guests get nothing from that. Yeah, you don't get anything. Um, we barely get anything. But uh, this sponsor, who's their sponsor? It's uh, Warby Parker. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Warby Parker. You you know who that is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're, you're on video, so people. <laughs> you're not going to fool yeah, the people, the good people at Warby Park. Okay, I'll explain it to you because I like their story. Um, basically, they're these. I actually have Warby Parker glasses, so I put them on the oh, table. There it there. is. Um, product placement. That's how I do. See, it's all marketing. That man. was very all smooth. branding marketing yeah. stuff. Seamless transition to the product placement. So Warby Parker. Uh, basically. It's a it's a good system. They're called a disruptor in the in the nerd business. And right. The, uh, so basically, um, Lexotica. You ever heard of them? I have. You have? Really? The Italian monopoly of all glasses. Glasses. Yeah, they own yeah. all of them, right? They I own glasses. like ninety-seven percent share of all United States uh, glasses or something like that. Like they own lens crafters and whatever the competing one across the street is. I forget what it's called. They're like the beers of. Glasses. I think they're worse technically because yeah. they are like a legit monopoly. So Warby Parker mm. goes, "Fuck that, man! Fuck that shit!" And they go, "Okay, we can make glasses now, um, and we can do it better, and we can make them uh, actually look really good, and not cost three hundred dollars." Ray Bans are like they start mm. at basically a mortgage payment. That's that's where good Ray Bans are at, and they're not that expensive uh, to make. Mm. So. That's called artificial inflation, guys. You can create your I own price. That. Yeah. Uh, so, Warby Parker said, fuck that. And uh, our listeners get a free trial. You get uh, five. 
pairs of glasses to try on your head. You see my head. You see my head. It's huge. Like, not all glasses are good on this, on this mug. It's so I was like, okay, what do I go? I got kind of an oval, big horse head. So what's going to look good with that? I had five glasses. I wore them in the office uh, I was working in before I started this firm. I asked everybody, what do you think? Did a little runway show yeah. in, the, uh, in the office, and they picked those. And, and I was like, like, wow, something does look good with that. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and now I only really just wear them to look smart in meetings. That's all. So Warby Parker's the shit. I love what they're doing. They're starting to open up little uh, retail stores in uh, bigger cities. We've got one over here in Tampa in the Oxford Exchange, and there's another one in St. Pete opening up. But uh, I like the cut of their jib, man. Um, so Warby Parker, we'll put the link in um, in the episode description, and I believe it's Warby Parker trial slash sweat. Sweat. If I'm sweat. If I'm wrong, just go over to the... <laughs> Go over to the episode description, it'll be there. So, let's get into it, man. That's, uh, I like when the guest is here with the ad. It's fun. Um, you added, it was so fun, yeah. you added so much to it. <laughs> I had fun, uh, for sure. So, uh, we've been talking, this is what, second, third time on the podcast? I can't remember. Maybe third on Sweat Equity? I've been on yours. Mm, I, I think that was it. There was one on yours, one on mine, and this is number three yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. And things have been changing, and we were talking. And I was changing. like, I want to get you back on. Appreciate I, that, man. I always like the stuff you're bringing to the table. Like every time we talk, you're like, well, this is the Bayesian theory of, uh, of supply <laughs> chain management. That's what you're really going for. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I thought it, we just came up with it ourselves. So um, I always like that because it makes me feel like I created something, and then it's already been there, but – you name it, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When someone's yeah, like, I, I, I can name stuff like, but like Phil, when people are like, Oh, the philosophy of blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, God, that guy's got his shit together kind of thing. Yeah, but you've like, been doing it. It's so McKinsey politics or, you know, like you're like, Oh wow. Um, so when you're already doing it before it's named. That means that you got to give some credibility to yourself, man. Yeah. That's oh no, short. I do all the time. I'm like, damn, I'm fucking badass. Yeah, you, know, you invent something every day that's already existed. <laughs> <laughs> right. As long as I don't know it exists, yeah, yeah. I'm an inventor. You know, that's how I roll. But yeah, I think we're similar in the same. And Eric is same. Uh, all of, all three of us are kind of the same. We're we're trying to bring a little bit of old school business kind of tactics that you learn to this online area, digital kind of services area that um, I think, I don't think a lot of people are doing it. I don't think a lot of people have that background first too. So, And a lot of people aren't doing it because they're feeding in all the hype. There's so much hype in this digital world. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we get advertised those click funnel guys, the the webinar guys. Hey, here's how you turn a $500 client to a $500,000 client. Three secrets. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like, literally, we could make those videos. We were kind of ping-ponging ideas for uh, ads for here. And I kind of want to chew on those guys, but I think that's too much inside baseball. I think that would only be Nobody funny for, get it. <laughs> for, that yeah. era, for that group of people. But right. uh, So tell me what's been going on since we talked on the phone a little bit, but Remind me, because uh, I have the memory of Memento. That's uh, okay. And yeah. so just what's been going on since your last year? I've gotten wiser, I guess. I like to think that I've gotten wiser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being at this uh, whole on my own, leaving my six-figure job two years ago now, over two years ago. Yeah. And it started out. Are they hiring? <laughs> 
Yeah, they're always <laughs> iron. I guess. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's all good. The door's right there, man. I know. <laughs> Why? Well, I went down this productivity path. You know, one of these, f- the first things that I did was launch this productivity podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and in hindsight, man, like it, it was fine, but it wasn't very productive. You're not doing yours anymore? I'm on hiatus right now. Make I it snappy? I got to tell you about it, though. Okay. No, it's a good story. I don't want to interrupt. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the podcast. So I did the podcast 124 episodes in. Great, man. It connected me with some really good people. But at the end of it, what I've kind of realized after this, this two years is, is, What's work overall when you think of work between work and, and hobby? And work should be a return on your invested time, a financial return on your invested time. And when you go into something with an idea and you just kind of go full force, but you don't have a really good plan for what you're going to do with that and how it's going to support everything else that you're doing, uh, it's a problem. It's just kind of ironic that. I was a productivity guy, and I was trying to get into this productivity coaching type thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different layers involved with that that I, I, I can get into as well. But it has yeah. to do with kind of, it's just a really saturated place for, with, with a lot of wannabes. Not so much productivity coaching, but this coaching industry in general seems to be kind of a problem. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I know what you're talking about, and we can, we can unpack it a little bit. Yeah. Instagram. Everybody <laughs> thinks they're a coach of some kind. A coach, a model, instructor, influencer. Yeah, or a model. Yeah. Um, so the first thing when you get into the online space, you start seeing things like that. And when you're new at it, like, oh, that's novel. Like, right. well, I got a coach, which is, I believe in coaching. I think it's a good thing to have a, a sounding board and somebody kind of work you through your internal process. But you get to kind of to a point where, okay, I've, I've, I've done that. I've pulled everything out. Now I got to go out and actually do something valuable, mm-hmm. you know? And, with uh, all the coaches out there, I realize me. I'm both blessed, and blessed and cursed with this just insatiable appetite to always be different and innovative. And when I find that I wasn't as novel as I thought I was, I get kind of turned off, you know. Okay. And uh, from the the coaching perspective, and seeing that combined with all the online kind of hype and everybody's stuff kind of look the same. They're using the same click funnels formula to get through. I'm like, man, I'm I'm kind of in this. Same Ooh. WordPress design I see a lot. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's templates. And I found myself in this world where I'm like, dude, I got 15 years experience with like legitimate engineering project management. Like I kind of know what I'm doing. And it got real, real frustrating really fast. And not being a marketer, a guy that kind of doesn't have that experience, I, found, I just found a very saturated area. And I'm like, man, I, I got to figure out a way to differentiate myself from the noise. And coaching just isn't it. Plus... If you if you're really looking at just business in general, it, the scalability thing, I would it just wasn't there, and I was kind of just ignoring that fact that okay, I can I can do this, I can create something that's gonna sustain my family, but at the end of the day, man, it's just it's a really good hobby and something fun to do once you've already had a business. But, yeah, so yeah, you know, yeah. Just jumping right into it like that, it's not the way to go. So that was a big lesson learned for me. So the, the was the podcast part of the coaching? The Make pod- it snappy podcast was that part of that? Well, you, system. the natural fit for, okay, I'm doing a podcast on productivity to support what I'm doing from the perspective of productivity coaching. And, I mean, I've learned a, a heck of a lot from the productivity space in general because I went from project management, continuous improvement type stuff to kind of go into the online equivalent, which is productivity. And uh, applying all those tactics, I'm always going to be kind of a productivity geek, but I figured that at that point – I turned from a from a productivity nerd kind of to a productivity turd, 
Wow. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Wow. <laughs> what, <laughs> what paper wrote that, man? That's a, got, it's a headline. I came up with that this Is morning. That clickbait? I need a copywriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I came up with that this morning, actually. Where I was thinking about you know what I'm going to talk about here with you today. Uh, yeah, a productivity turd is the guy that's doing all the productivity stuff I'm and, writing and that doing down. it really well, but it, uh, it's all kind of meaningless when it doesn't really get you results. Like what? Like, uh, take yourself out of it. Can you give yeah. us an example um, of a productivity turd scenario? <laughs> <laughs> Walk us through this, will you? Productivity turds are are ones that have... I can't believe I'm saying I'm calling people productivity no, turds. That's fine. It's, yeah, it's uh, we've it's said different. worse different. on this podcast. Yeah. And I'm just—I mean, it's a new concept for me because I just thought of it today. So now that I'm actually Dude, physically calling somebody a productivity turd, it feels just a different. Hang. Feels don't, different. Don't feel like this You're not is naming formal. names. Yeah, unless you want to. I mean, who are these turds? <laughs> well, uh, so you get in here and Mark you have McGuire. Sorry. So you're getting into something, uh, as, for example, a podcast. Uh huh. And you've optimized your podcast. I mean, I went from. An eight or eight hour, eight to ten hour ordeal per week when I was first starting and mm-hmm. launching, mm-hmm. and I got that thing down to like three, and, and it was more complex. You know, the, as I far as my time, all in interviews, all that kind of stuff. I, I mean, remember, you dude, you three hours of content, so three he, hours all in. I optimized the heck out of that thing. So man. he, this podcast, I don't want to edit because it saves time, but I also don't want to edit because I think it's more authentic, uh, unless someone really has something they want to take out. Right. Yeah. Um, and then like. I remember when you were starting it, I was like, dude, you trying to edit it uh, is going to be rough. Like, that is because he was doing like professional setup. You had a Gantt right. chart <laughs> of every everything set up in a grid. Like, all right, I'm four episodes ahead always. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super organized. Yeah. Had like an assistant, I want to say, virtual assistant. I do. Yeah, still do. And like, um, had this whole system, but it, it's a lot. It's a lot for the side project kind of thing. It is, and especially a side project that's really not getting you any results at the end of the day. I, mean, I put my heart and soul in this thing, and I did. I optimized it. Like, you, If anybody needs podcast advice on how to, to get it done and get it done efficiently, man, I, I, I got it. Well, you, you I, skew, I nailed it. You skew more towards the engineer perfectionist kind of personality. Right. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Where it, depending on the project, we can go to that. But when it comes to like, stuff on the side for us i just go let's get it started and let's try to continuously improve as we go right because i'm going to get better ideas and just try to keep adding to it like that and that's why you're a real business owner (laughs) i'm I'm telling you man that's the mentality you need to have and for me i I got this thing streamlined from what took me 10 12 hours a week or whatever down to three and i felt really good about that and i took a step back i'm like dude this is getting me no just getting me nothing. So I, I was all productive and super whammed on bragging about how great I'm doing I my podcast I, and streamlining. I even thought to go to Chicago with you for the podcast. What was it? Podcast like Nerd podcast Fest? Podcast Movement, Pod, Pod Fest. I, I, I love podcasters. I love the community. I honestly do, man. It's a, it's a really good. It's weird that you of. found a community like uh, to me because it feels yeah. like this is like almost like doing stand up in a way because it's like feral cats. Like everybody's yeah, on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like everybody would be in competition from the outside looking in. Yeah, they're not. Uh, not at all. Well, same with stand up. Like everybody's pretty much friends. You know, there's beefs yeah. just like anything, but. Uh, you find out the community is a lot cooler than than you realize, and there actually is a community. Definitely, yeah, but you were do- always promoting. He, yeah, he was doing like do he was doing the the the. Uh, you were taking that next level because you were the one telling yeah. me like, dude, you got to book like big time guests to get on, mm-hmm. do like swap interviews and stuff, and that's how you raise your numbers. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to, but booking 
interviews just fucking it, it's tough like we yeah, had to reschedule tough. a few times and we were gonna do an, uh, a mini podcast earlier it's just like it's just the we two can't of us. <laughs> and, and yeah. I, I've been here all day yeah we couldn't make time to <laughs> hey we gotta put client work ahead of it you know well, I um, had an SOP for that was an SOP and a standard operating procedure I was efficient oh, I got it all done I got it all done there's another name for you so I knew names. that one for the record <laughs> there you go alright so so you're in this flux where uh I'm trying to reset us back sure. to where you were in your story. Um, so you, you're kind of getting frustrated with with the the podcast is one part of it. The right. coaching is the main aspect that right. you realize you're not – you don't want to fucking – hey, working with people is tough. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do it anymore. So now I find myself in this position where, one, the coaching wasn't all that stellar anyway because I got when – when you have a problem with the, the craft <laughs> – as a whole, uh, it's hard to sell, you know. Uh-huh. And for me, the co- with the coaching thing, that even though it was productivity, there's a lot of mindset stuff there. And being an engineer, I don't want to deal with people's mindset issues. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. I was gonna say, when and you say coaching, are you talking like more? Are you selling more of a your personality sort of thing with with the productivity tips and whatnot, or is it yeah. more of like a system that you've come up with? The vision for the, the coaching was to take people's broken systems and make them efficient, to make them more productive. But then I found myself continuously in a position where I was trying to convince people to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just not a it's just not a good position. For me personally, there's a lot of great mindset coaches out there, a lot of people that get into the meditation and digging in and asking the right questions and have the patience for that, but for me I didn't. And uh, I also realized along that journey is that and it's something that people have been telling me all along. I just didn't listen. I had my blinders on. Is it really is a, is about niche? It really is. As much as you want to fight it, it, with productivity, you can apply that to anything. Mm-hmm. And not being in the space early enough, it was hard to gain traction. There's guys like Mike Vardy out there. He, he we did the yeah the show with him. yeah yeah, and he's been doing it for a really long time. Well, he's got a tell great Eric, following. who's Mike? Tell Eric and the audience. Mike Vardy. Yeah, uh, Mike Vardy. Oh, do you know? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a comedian, actually. Uh, yeah, he was an, he's a comedian out of um, British Columbia, and he's had, he's the productivityist, and he's been doing it for, uh, I don't know, seven, eight years, something like that, been in the productivity space. So you've got these certain broader, you call them niches, but if you're if you're an early adopter, not an early adopter, if you're the first one to the space, then you can you build a name for yourself. Right. It's kind of like Match.com. Like Match.com was the first one to the relationship online dating type thing, even though the service might kind of suck a little bit. From what I've heard, I'm, I'm dated in uh, 20 years. Yeah. But, uh, first but to they market. were the first, first know, to market. We all missed out on that. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, we, we've been talking about, like, God, if we had <laughs> fucking Tinder. We were just Tinder, complaining about other shit. <laughs> It'd be ugly. When we were around. Uh, and, then I, and then I'd go even further, like, dude, if we had smartphones with video cameras in high school, I'd yeah, be fucking I, in jail yeah, or something. Yeah, I would have done something really dumb, mm-hmm, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in that area where now, and is this affecting anything non-business, like your home life and stuff? Because I think uh, right. if I remember, you're doing a lot of stuff out of the house uh, yeah. at one point. Oh, yeah. um, and you're a big family guy. you got three kids, right? Got three kids. They're all under seven. Yeah. So, I mean, <sighs> God. Uh, Eric's got two, five and under. Um yep. And I'll right there. we'll it, have though. our second We're three. In the mix. You're nuts. Yeah, you're outnumbered. I'm sure, they're lovely, but all boys, a lot of energy. <laughs> well, that's at least like they knock each other out. You can do wrestling. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah I don't keep track of the boy as much as I do the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put like a 
<laughs> just put a tracker on him. Yeah. Be fine. And I don't know if this is our parenting, but my 18 month old has probably smacked himself in the same exact position or in his forehead. He's had this golf ball welt probably five or six times. It's just like it's like snowboarding. He catches an edge and just bam. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that it's probably a product of my. Uh, well, um, I mean, my, my business in some in some fashion. Well, so was that? So <laughs> was was it affecting? I mean, uh, I'm sure mentally you probably felt once you kind of let's call it epiphany for lack of a right. better term. It was an epiphany for okay. sure. When you realize that you know you think you're being productive on something, you're streamlining something. You take a, a step back and you realize, dude, this isn't getting me anything. And uh, yeah, sure, there's a lot of factors, and I could have I could have pushed it as hard as I possibly could. But then when you when you get to a position where you really don't want to do it anymore and not that like the last year and a half or whatever year was a waste of time or anything, but that could, that hurts the family because like they're not seeing results and not getting it. And then when you're questioning it yourself, it's, um, it's a recipe for disaster. And it was a real big revelation to me is that like, okay, I'm in this, this space. I'm kind of doing things like what I see because I'm new, I'm a new entrepreneur. So I'm seeing all this stuff out there and getting back to the, the sweat equity kind of perspective it's it's really just not worrying about all the systems and processes until you actually have a valuable product. You have a valuable service to sell. I was, I was hoping you were going to go back to that. Yeah, and uh, we talked to – we have a lot of service business clients. Um, and one thing I talked to them about vision-wise is, like, if you really want to break to this, like, cheat code level, disruptor, yeah. Warby Parker-style level – um mm, nice callback. Yeah, that's how <laughs> we do it. Um if we if you want to do that, you need to have something your process needs to be unique. I mean you right. can you can patent processes. Uh right? Patent it's it? It's tough, it's by, a patent. I understand, but yeah, but yeah. I'm saying like what's gonna drive you apart because because a product obviously has more obvious tangible differences. Mm-hmm. Um service business obviously intangible. So your processes have to be fucking tight as shit innovative and we we kind of look at uh, a lot of business in an opposite kind of way where i'm probably more on the marketing branding side although i i i've kind of made myself get a boner for the operation side now i've noticed well because really weird because because you'll never scale to me like in the beginning you need to market you need to focus on marketing a lot, and you need to focus you get on it going. Yeah, first, you know? right. And you you can spend if you can figure out it's the working harder, not smarter kind of area. Sure. But you're figuring it out along the way what's working, trial and error. Uh, if you're in a startup, let's call you immature business under three years. Yeah. But if you want to, we we really want to take that leap the next year, year or two. Uh, the only way we do it is if we have really really tight operations, mm-hmm. and also. Most of my uh, most of my energy for business or even writing jokes or sketches or whatever, it comes out of frustration. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. were just going over like our web development process that we showed you on the board. We're redoing the whole thing because we're like we're doing this, like we're we're doing this in a way dumb way. Right. We know this can be a lot better, yeah. and we know no one else is doing it this way, thinking about it like we do. Uh, we can't give away the whole sauce, but I'm saying like we're never going to be able to scale the way we want to because uh, I don't want to ha- be the one executing the actual work after a couple of years. Yeah, we I just need to be able right. to teach it. I want to be able to get the process. My, I, I daydream about like going around like uh, 
my doctor does with a wheelie cart. She has like rollerblade wheels, a pediatrician. She has roller, rollerblade wheels on this uh, stand-up desk that mm-hmm. can move up and down. And she uses Dragon Dictate. Productive. Right. Um, Why does she just get an iPad? Hmm. Because uh, she easier? has to use one of those medical, like, windows, like, high-tech, like, high-security, whatever, because oh. of HIPAA and all that stuff. Hmm. But just like a doctor, I'd like to be able to go around and see what's going on um, with everybody working with us in one office. Yeah. So you, you come in and go, okay, here's what you got to do. Go do this. Uh, all right. And t- they tell a nurse and, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, well, I went on a rant. Yeah, it, was, it was interesting that you, you talked about just – all these things get birthed out of frustration and completely related to that. So when I kind of hit my rock bottom in several different ways, um, I, I just kind of said, you know, sc- screw this, man. This isn't working. And I, I remember thinking, like, what do I really, like, what, what kind of value do I add? Even just, I could say, yeah, I'm a project manager, managing capital projects for 15 years or whatever. I know how to do that. But what, at the end of it, why do I even like that? What, what is there? What's there? And at the end, I realized, man, I, I like to see people finish stuff. You know? Yeah, and out of frustration, when kind of all the you don't have any chips left, and you're just sitting there looking, okay, either I go back to work, or I actually do something that's gonna work. And I, I remember it was just a very simple post I put out on social media, and it was just kind of, yeah, you know, I'm sick of everybody's excuses. I'm sick of everybody telling me they can't get oh things boy. done. <laughs> like a rant. It was like a rant. Yeah, uh, frustra- a frustrating rant, and. I said, if you want to get something done, I'm going to open this Slack channel. You know what Slack is? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Slack fucking should pay should us how many people I tell <laughs> people about Slack. Yeah, uh, Slack tattoo. We've n- it's in our contract with uh, retainer clients. They have to use Slack to communicate with us. Oh, I like because that. Because it, it, it uh, there's, there's too many channels yeah. for them to get a hold of us. I hate texts. Yeah. I'm d- I'm, I might be done with texting just all you all together. You get some gloves. No, it's sweaty. sweaty hands. He's got sweaty fingers and he can't text that's half, all. Th- that's half the battle. But the other Is that ha- where the name of the podcast came from? <laughs> uh, I wish I was thinking that way. Uh, We're pretty sweaty, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it gets pretty sweaty in here. But I'm saying, like, um, texts are fleeting. Mm-hmm. I hate, I tell everybody, hey, man, don't send me a text. Like, email's still not really good, yeah. if you think about it. Um, I've been... Here's something I've been nerding out on that's going to annoy the shit out of Eric, but I've been doing, been using the Clips app. Have you heard of that? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Is that where you I love it. I, I want to master it, basically. <laughs> yeah, yes. Is that an Evernote I, a- add-on? No, it's, it's, it's uh, native to the iOS 10. Okay. So I don't know about if you, it then. If you upgraded your iPhone uh, software, it should just pop up on there, I think. I got a new phone. It was already there. Taking notes. Uh, so what it does, I'll sh- I can, shit, I'll show you on right now. So what it does is it, it'll take a video, I'll take a selfie video, and then it'll try to transcribe too. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, s- a lot of uh, are you doing it right now? No. Oh. I'm fucking uh, around. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I wasn't paying attention. Um, Don't mind me. So like you hold down, you can hold it down like this, right. and I'm going to talk into it, and then it'll... Uh, It'll capture what you said, and you can put subtitles at the bottom. So when you have a client business that you're trying to uh, tell them, hey, I need that logo vectored out that you're going to send me. Can you send that over? Um, because I need it to look like this, this, and this. It's right there. 
It's all transcribed for you. And then if you, because I mumble a lot, you can go in and uh, edit the text That's correctly. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, it puts a video with it? Yeah. Wow. So like yesterday, wow. my mom had to take uh, my kid to daycare, and I, you can do like, I did. GPS? I did now clips. turn left. No, I was like, here's where you go. Here's here's the parking lot. Yeah. And so I took 10 seconds of video while I was driving because I'm cool like that. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm just go, trying to get it so nobody ever has to ask you a question about anything ever. Yeah, so be- just refer to the videos. Br- exactly, because that we do how-to uh, tutorials for oh, web development. There you go. Here's here's your site. Here's there how to use go. it. You're gonna have to teach yourself to be a badass like us. But right, th- you know that's our value <laughs> in a lot of ways. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the thing of like, I thought you'd get a boner to see that. Because I, d- I did. I just I felt it move for sure. That's the opposite of a productivity turd right there. <laughs> it really is, man. And I just to get off one quick little tangent. All my SOPs are usually accompanied with a Zoom screen capture. Yeah, and, Zoom's good. And, yeah, just kind of walk through it, and I'll fire that over to the VA on Google Drive. And every now and then I'll say, hey, will you just transcribe this for me and just make sure you understand the process so that I kind of look it over without watching my own How video. How do you transcribe it? it just I just have him watch the video and Ooh, write down the process. Cool. So the... Uh, I'll have to find the my one of my content writers showed me a site that'll do it like a dollar a minute, and mm. then I think what we want to do with this podcast too, and we've been recording client meetings as well because yeah. what's said in the first meeting isn't what they meant to say, you know, down the line when we get into a project. Scope change. Yes, uh, work, Scope I call creep. I call it work order change. I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, just from contracting kind of language we could, yeah we could do we could do project management language if you want, you want uh, no i mean like, i don't i thought it was i'm thinking like a house contractor i was just like i, I think that's what they call it so that's what we're going to call it um but you can i want to be able to upload the file uh the audio file and then it'll transcribe for you and i think dragon dictate does that oh that's cool wow saves a lot of time because like we're trying to pull content from clients a lot of the time mm-hmm. um we, we have a lot of lawyers and just uh, it's a lot of immature businesses and we're talking to the business owner that has to give us guidance on what they want to do yeah. weekly. So I'm like, we're trying to find these hacks to show them how to do stuff. So it's like, Oh, if you have a blog post, just, just record it, send it over an audio. Like right now we're like, just send it over. But you, we have to figure out how to make it thoughtful, which is where you were at with the coaching. Right. How do you change behavior? It's the hardest thing in business. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think agree with that. I think changing people's behavior from a management perspective or an agency client perspective is, I mean, it's tough just in real life anyway. Think it is biz- that is a business. That's what right, it is. Right, business. That's I mean, business is psychology yeah, 101, really. So it's just like you you change or you die in a lot of ways. Oh, you yeah. either get better or you, you know, get worse in a, in a way. But I'm saying like where you're at, I was trying to button it back to him. To Slack? I think it was where we stopped. Slack. Slack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Slack's, Slack's the shit. And, uh, and then it, it, has, it creates this, your own, like, just if for people who don't know, it's like segmented chat rooms almost. I, I think it's like Facebook groups without distraction, or just Facebook without distractions in general. Oh, it's uh, much more than that, sir. So yes, Facebook's trying but to copy Slack. They got Workplace now or something like that. That's a good... Yeah, but there's just all the bells and whistles and stuff that come with Facebook. But that was birthed out of frustration, that post. And I kind of called people on the carpet real hard. I took a chance. I was polarizing. 
And man, with that post within the next three days, I had 15 people sign up for a membership to my Slack community. And all the work I'd done in the past versus one freaking post, I looked at, okay, what's the return on my invested time? What's more, more productive? And I said, that was a, and I didn't know it at the time, but I had really just validated a need. You know, I yep. validated an idea. And that was the big thing I'd been missing the whole time. And it's I genuine. Mean, yeah, and it, your brand was you technically in this situation. So people, situation. so a lot of people knew you. You're credible guy. You're, you know, that's the one thing the podcast did build for me. It built a following, and I had I had kind of a little tribe and stuff. But I didn't know what to do with them until I finally called them to the carpet, and they they bought from me. And I realized at that time, okay, I just validated a concept without spending any time or money on anything. I just pre-sold 15 seats to a membership site that hadn't been built yet. That was an eye opener to me. So that should kids. that should tell you not all was wasted. I hope you don't think that time was wasted. No, I don't. No, uh, dude, I wouldn't. I don't have regrets. Because to me, I'm like, you should. You got to bring it back. I feel like I feel bad. I haven't listened in a while, obviously. But uh, <laughs> I want to tell you about that. So we're talking about productivity now, yeah, right? Yeah. All right. So I took this 90 day hiatus to focus on this this latest launch. I'm probably getting to at some point. Mm-hmm. And I did it for a reason because it if, with productivity and kind of what I'm doing now, I felt like I was fitting like a square peg into a round hole sort of thing. And but I built this baby, you know, like mm-hmm. 124 episodes. It, it's growing. Like, it's in adolescence almost. And I, I don't want to let that go. But, it, again, it wasn't doing anything for me. So I put my thinking cap on there and try to do something innovative again. Uh-huh. So I found someone that is dedicated to the productivity space in a very specific niche that I'm very convinced that she will remain in the productivity space her entire career, I guess. I'm, li- I'm listening. Uh, I just got one of these notifications that said, like... Was it on Facebook? Slow n- <laughs> slow internet, so it might knock our quality down. But I'm listening. If yeah. you're watching on... I was on listening, the, too. Oh, I'm just... Uh, I, I, I can feel him... I can I'll feel him Eric. looking over here, and I'm like, I feel like an <laughs> asshole. But I've got to check this Miva because it was acting funny um, before we started. So, yeah, keep going. So I said, all right... <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put my head down and focus pop. on that. I get it. I gave everybody a heads up that I'm gonna be stopping. I got didn't get very much hate mail. Hopefully that's not a bad thing, but you know, a lot of people didn't go up in arms or anything like that. But I took that time to obviously work on this launch and then mentor this future co host who we've agreed at when this thing does get launched back, I will remain a co host with her for I don't know how many episodes until we're comfortable and then transition it over to her. So she'll have the benefit of my platform, I'll still own the show under a network, and we'll, we worked out some affiliate kind of rev share type wow. situation too. So That's now I'm in the the rollerblade situation where you're looking over the. Yeah, I, but I don't want to get back to your. your it's different though, rollerblade because people are buying into you, man. I mean that you know, like you have the following because you. Right. So and that's, we probably that's all why have low self esteem at this table, but like, I I can tell other people like you're probably dogging yourself a little bit because you built that following because they you know yeah well, hopefully this co-host works out hopefully it works out <laughs> and the thing is i'm it's not like i'm not gonna be tied to, i'm gonna be checking in and hopefully through a slow transition process and you know a really good case in point a, a podcast that did this really well was startup uh yeah startup? the startup podcast they did that really really well so i'm kind of taking that model but you know if i'm gonna be owning and putting my blood sweat and tears into mm-hmm. a podcast I, I really wanted to, to support you know the business as a whole I, if i want a podcast as a hobby i'll go on there and i'll probably start talking about making stupid videos on 
I don't know, Sony Vegas or something. Something yeah. on like, you know. That that's where th- I wanted cool. this to yeah. start from. <laughs> I, like <laughs> I didn't want this in its transition, but yeah. I think I think you you started your podcast with good intentions like that. Right. I feel like we're seeing a lot of guys start podcasts for pure marketing reasons, which is look, it it can work, but the good ones, you know, it, the good ones are authentic and right. come from a yeah, spot. Yeah, it's based on a desire to yeah. entertain it's or give passion. out information or whatever. Yeah. And so, like... It's a great creative outlet. Well, also, you know, for me, like, this is quasi-therapy a little bit because it is it is yeah. literally the one uh, one hour a week, at least, uh, or the 20-minute episodes we're doing where we can just talk about one business subject in a little bit heightened conversation. But right. even though I'm darting around looking at audio and the the video quality and all that stuff, it's still like a heightened conversation that you and I would probably never sit down and do, you know? And so sometimes it's the only time I get to hang and with we can shut out the outside world too. Right. Absolutely. Which is normally... Here's my phone. Well, Peace. One of know? the coolest benefits of podcasting, I used to bring my wife on once a month and <laughs> we'd have the, the snap? filter. Yeah. Miss Snap? Yeah. And we'd talk about productivity around the house. And... Oh boy! You know, there's a level of filter there, right? When you're behind the mic and people are listening to you, you could have conversations that you normally wouldn't take the time to have at home. And if you did have them, they potentially could get escalated. I'm just saying. I'm not saying there's anything oh, wrong. Oh, so she heard something on another when you're another episode or something. No, what I'm or, saying or, is uh, that you can have a legitimate human conversation with your spouse or your partner. Yeah. And not have to worry about you know it escalating. To you've something got a you've got a third party. Yeah, you yeah. You got a mediator. You got a mediator. I guess that's the point. And that was a really cool like uh, side benefit from a podcast. I used to have really cool conversations with my wife that I never had in a normal. So I transition it off, idea. man. You should do it like we're kind of yeah. doing it. Uh, we're you know, we'll do the interview still. Yeah, uh, I'd love Eric as a, a second mic, um, but if he can't be here, it's not the end all be all. Right. Uh, sometimes I'm doing solos now, which sucks, but uh, just sucks for my own. Like, uh, am I talking too fast? Like, all that stuff. But it, it's getting that off your chest. It, the way you're talking about it, you're smi- like, you're smiling as you're talking about the podcast you're about to transition off. Well, let me just make no bones about it, if that's the right analogy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be involved. Yeah. Idiom. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to be deeply involved until I'm comfortable, until I'm comfortable with my audience likes the new co-host and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to be checking in. So yeah. I'm still tied to it. But it's not the source of frustration that it was but before. And I, sorry, do you like doing it? I mean, is it enjoyable for you? I like podcasting, but I got really, really burnt out on the material. Sure, sure. On yeah, the productivity, I mean, on the productivity material. Yeah. I could see that, and yeah. and the perfectionist paralysis, maybe, because you're trying to make the best episode, probably. And I think in your I, head, I was so I just kind of it evolved as my. This is really the, the turning point for me. The podcast evolved as my business evolved. So I started trying to tell more of a story of what I was building here with you know what I learned from validating the idea and stuff. And as I was developing that group, it turned into more of a startup type thing. And my audience came in for productivity tools and hacks, which ah, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but it's not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. driven by it. Sure. So I tried to turn it into something else. And some people stuck around, but my numbers really dropped, even though the content was so much better. So it's huh. like they didn't get what, where I wanted to go. It wasn't it wasn't lining up. And when I surveyed my audience, because I'm, I'm, I try to be smart, 
what do they really want? They want the productivity tools and hacks. Yeah. So I found somebody to give them that. Now I'll support it. I won't lose my audience. I, won't I got feel you like now. That I'm betraying yeah, yeah. them. Okay. But it, I'm I'm gonna go off and do some launch a podcast that I really am passionate about long term. Well, there you go. That yeah. was my point. Was you know enjoy doing it. You know yeah. it doesn't have to be work, and you don't need to edit these things. And I mean, no, I'm not editing. No, I, I, that's one of the things I got down from. Even that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. it flow. And Definitely. even though I keep interrupting, <laughs> it does make you a better listener in real life a little bit, uh, long form wise. Like yeah, you're at a dinner party. You're really trying to it. It's like once a week you're getting practice on how to be a human almost. Totally. Talk to people. Totally, yeah. Um, again, heightened conversations, 10, 20% more than your normal whatever kind of conversation at a dinner party. But, you know, at the same time, it, it does teach you that skill because it's like, uh, yeah, don't get ADD really far. Like sometimes I have to be like, uh, keep following the story. Don't get off track. Yeah. Uh, because there is pressure of other people potentially watching, and you can't be like, wait, what did you say, bro? <laughs> yeah. You can't be in your phone <laughs> and fucking around on Instagram and stuff. You're right. Pinterest for me. But, um, you know, Pinterest. that's how I do it. Yeah. I don't care. I don't see Pinterest coming from you. Uh, Pinterest is the secret weapon, I think, in... Uh, Three secrets? He's not joking around. Online marketing. He I, he's joking. He's not. I love he's Pinterest because uh, women make all the purchases in the household purchase decisions i should say sure they may not do the transaction like they may not have the the card i'm not saying that yeah, they, do, they can't pay for up. it i'm saying like let's say it's 50 50 split of actual credit card paying for stuff in the house mm -hmm. but i bet it's about 90 percent of the purchase decisions are made by the women and then yeah, 80 percent of what women pin to their board they'll buy in some kind of way that's kind okay. of a fucking crazy statistic if you okay. really think about it. So if you think about what Pinterest is, and the reason it's overlooked is because you know this, the digital funnel click buttholes, are, uh, they're all, it's mostly dudes. It's yeah. almost 99% dudes. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Kat Howell, who I've been following on uh, Facebook, gives you a bunch of Facebook ad advice. Awesome. We're going to have her on the podcast uh, soon. But Is she a click funnels person? No, 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 no. But she she's very, like, even keel legit and then she does a lot of like updates like the other day facebook ads you can't go by job title anymore uh mm. wipe that out so what? yeah i did not know that yeah it's, it kind of sucks so they made it an interest i think so it was like hey if you have a bunch of ads with job titles targeting uh mm. you need to redo them and i was like I, so I have her on notification. Well, Anytime she posts, I, want, I see it. I, Facebook's getting real cocky like that, man. I, ho I hope everybody that's searching on job titles just transitions one to in LinkedIn. All, one in five minutes spent online is on Facebook. Oh, that's getting creepy. Two, yes. Yeah. That, it, scary. That's crazy. Think about it. One in every five minutes is spent on Facebook. And Messenger, the way we were talking back and forth, yeah. they did a great job with that because now it, it kind of is like if you don't have people's email – it really is phone. easier. It is <laughs> it a is lot stuff. easier. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about the clearing out your inbox for whatever reason. But it's like it let you. you know, you meet you meet it's best for like acquaintances, right? You meet someone, they're like, "Hey, sure. give me a ring." You but you never got their their contact info. You can usually find them on there and then you get the real creepy ones are, "How are you?" Well, <laughs> <laughs> I sent a message to Cat Howell from Pakistan and I, I nothing wrong with Pakistan. I'm saying I get a lot of them from Pakistan. I was a little blazed the other night and I sent that Cat Howell uh, person, I sent her like a message like, 
hey, you're doing a really great job. I hope this doesn't come off as creepy because it's a Facebook <laughs> message. But I really like the w- – I try to give credit where credit's due. And uh, I was like, I, r- I really enjoy what you're doing work-wise. And then I was like, maybe we can get you on our podcast and stuff like that. But I was like, sorry, 97% of like Facebook messages look creepy, uh, especially from guy to girl. They do. <laughs> um, so I met my wife. <laughs> I met she my wife on it. Messenger. She's been texting me about my appointment. My Have there been any marriages met on Messenger, I wonder? Oh, sure. I didn't meet sure. my wife on it, but we were in Tampa and Gainesville, and I messen- Facebook Messenger. Oh, really? Her. Yeah. When it was she still has the message, I think, somehow. Yeah, it keeps all of it. Were you surprised when you did that? You're like, wow, I just communicated. I can't believe it this worked. Technology. So stupid. Um, oh, wait. We're, we're now I, oh, we're fucked. What I just <laughs> said, I zoned out. We were Slack. Um, we talked about Slack. It's so brought our community in. Yeah. Yeah. So let's seats. talk. Let's talk about Snappier. That's. I want to make sure we get this in because I think we'll we'll have uh, another. You know, we hard out at three thirty. It's okay. You know, so we got you know a little bit of time. But so it wasn't Snappier back then. I called it Real Accountable. Oh boy. Yeah. Should have called me, man. It, it was off the cuff, but it, obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and and then obviously it wore on me too. It was heavy, dude. That's a heavy name, but mm-hmm. I, it was all about accountability and just what do you want to get done. This is how, in my experience, how people can actually finish and get things done. So it was based around that platform, and we were helping people first. It was I wanted to build my own Shark Tank. Actually, that was the vision for it. And I said, okay, what do you want to like. get done? What do you want to get done? And being the project manager, I know okay, I can take that and I can count. Now I can establish these smart goals, these milestones for every week that they want to get it done. And then we're going to bring our shark tank together, and you're going to pitch these milestones, and we're going to tell you if, if you're full of it or not. So this is, um, I think when you told me about this off mic, I was like, it's kind of like the fitness apps uh, where they give you a reward, right? Well, that Yeah, this I'm talking about the previous review. So this is oh, the, I'm what sorry, I'm doing I'm now sorry. with Snapier is the third revision of this and and the evolution and the thing that i learned from this whole process is the power and the idea of validation and from that first version of real accountable ra even worse right oh. ra that's what was horrible it's not I'm good sorry. letters together yeah it's horrible <laughs> i don't know why there's just <laughs> ra is just ugly uh, i don't it was, know yeah it was bad it was like it was not like a sun god or something in Ra? egypt did you just Ra? hear me say that yeah what? I just, just, did, said did that. I just said that five seconds. Oh, I swear what? to God. I swear to Rob. We have to bring him. We got to bring him into the conversation. Uh, <laughs> is this thing so, on? Huh? Wow. His mic's been muted the whole time. <laughs> so, man, yeah, I learned from that perspective. I had all these entrepreneurs that had gone into the platform because, for whatever reason, those are the ones that were drawn to my productivity stuff. And 90% of these people were just throwing things against the wall to see if they stuck. And the thing that kept coming out through that, and, and about the Shark Tank, I brought in 21 people, 21 who I viewed to be somewhat successful entrepreneurs. I, I think I might have even sent you an invite way, way back, like a year ago. Oh, boy. But it's all right. Uh, <laughs> and, and they, they well, bought in. we just in. had our kid, first kid. Right. I'm yeah, gonna, no, I'm totally. I'm going to blame it on that. And they bought in, and th- it was a really cool experience because I, I realized, one, I'm a pretty strong connector if I can – throw 21 people together in three days to schedule all these little Shark Tank meetings. If you need a Facebook post to create a business, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're a connector. So I did all right. And so that was kind of a light bulb thing. But then out of that, consistently, all the little sessions that we had where they're pitching their you know milestones to the Shark Tank, it was like, 
well, how do you know that's going to work? Or you know, the validation thing, 90% of them hadn't done anything in that area. So we got done with that. The next round came in and we said, okay, we're going to still do the kind of the haphazard creature milestones, which by the way, was a lot of handholding, a lot of mindset stuff. Again, that was really kind of not my thing, but the other half of that group did the idea validation process. So I took them through a formal idea validation process Important, and they got a lot. It was just a huge benefit. So with Snappier, we rebranded. I actually, I got smart and I said, okay, I'm going to pick a niche to prove concept. And it's all about idea validation for membership, people that want to build membership sites. Because that's where I felt like I had a lot of credibility. And based on my own personal idea validation process, that's what the market told me they wanted. So, all right. So let's run a scenario. Yeah. Because I, I get, I tell everybody, I'll, I'll take a five-minute call on anything. Yeah. Right right now, or a 15-minute call. Because sure. I get a lot of people who's like, I have a business idea. And I go, cool, I'm going to call you while I'm driving in the car. Because... It's you know, you know I could talk to you about it there, but it's usually ninety five percent of them are not very good. Right. A lot of them are app ideas because that feels like a cheat code because it feels like it's not that hard to make an app. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, you just hire somebody to do it. It well, it feels like you made. can just figure out how to make an app, and then the idea is the most make important. We we make have it on our site. I think something to the degree of like stoner ideas are easy. <laughs> execution is really yeah. tough. I yeah, got tons of ideas. We've thrown out like what thirty ideas in the last like two days yeah. about things we need to do. Great idea. We're writing them down at least, but got to capture them somehow. Yeah, um, uh, using the, the Clips others. app. <laughs> <laughs> but so walk me through because I any app idea that comes my way, I go, all right, I'm going to ask you two questions right off the bat. Does it exist? Mm-hmm. And then, are you sure? <laughs> because right. no one even like researches like if this exists or right. not. That's and then I go, all right, if it exists, why don't we know about it? Like, why don't we know about the one that exists right now? Mm-hmm. What's the problem with it? If it doesn't exist, why doesn't it exist? And just that's your decision tree right there. Right. And it, it probably a lot of your audience is sitting here thinking that like, oh, that kind of sucks to go through that process. And it does suck. It really does. Yeah, but I just so, saved you time, Bucko, because no, you're gonna you're gonna get excited about that and have that in your brain, uh, taking bandwidth up in your free thought. And yeah, I'll be a dick now, but ultimately I'm saving. I'm a big. I'm a murder for you, man. I'm saving you a lot of time. <laughs> but the problem with that, so that could be overwhelming for people. And when I started digging into this process, like what are the, what are the big problems I'm trying to solve here? Why aren't why aren't people finishing things like idea validation processes? You know, why does it suck so bad for them? And when they get overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. another super strength I have is, okay, I take this big overwhelming thing and I break it down into really, really small bite-sized tasks. And then from the accountability perspective, uh, they've got to have incentive enough to want to finish it. So how do you do that? Well, for me, they, they put a larger amount of money in on escrow. And if they do all the work on schedule, mm-hmm. they get 500 bucks back. Escrow, just it's a middle ground holding. Yep. That's Some it. people don't know what escrow is, so escrow, I'm trying to throw yeah. it out there. Yeah, it goes in escrow, and then and then we pay it's him like back each week. You as and I a make a bet, and Eric is the bank, and he's holding it, and he's escrow, and mm-hmm. um, it's penalty or you know it's penalty pu- punishment or you know accomplishment. Right. So like from a behavioral science perspective, which I've been dabbling with a little bit, it's people's fear what? of losing something. Dabbling, (laughs) people's fear of losing something is a lot greater than their fear or their opportunity to win something. Yep. Yes. So Mm -hmm. if you if you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy in this program, 
and I could potentially lose 500 bucks. Well, it's going to give me more incentive to actually finish. And then we got gamified stuff too, where as they finish these modules, they earn some uh, credits. You just, said, you just said the word. Love it. I've been r- thrown out here. Have you? Gamify, man. We have to. You got to make it fun. You got to make it fun. It doesn't have to not be fun. <laughs> I want to make prices right. Doing it anyways. I want to make prices right games for helping people walk through their business because we, we have to make it kind of like silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, have yeah. to make it kind of engaging in that way because it's really hard to get people to focus on like here's you know uh this marketing tactics going to be like plinko you know yeah sometimes we're going to win sometimes we're going to lose uh uh but we can kind of close off the gaps the zeros after we get more information more information and only hit those hundreds so and uh, we could take that process that you walk your customers through put it into the snappier kind of system and they'd actually do the work in this platform so you'd have proof and documentation that they did the work and that's what triggers the payback let me ask you this yeah uh so money floating in the air right right Right. because there's something to so we talked about like free ticket comedy shows are the worst because there's no transaction so Mm -hmm. the, the value of zero is always zero you know you give something away for free it always has the value of zero. Sure, yeah. It's really hard to prove that there's value to it. Absolutely. Um, and so... There's no incentive. It's a hard lesson to learn because a lot of people think it, when you're doing a hustle, you're doing a side passion, yeah, do it for free until you get paid. But that's usually because you're not good at it yet. You know, like, <laughs> I wasn't good at stand-up when I started, uh, and I wasn't really good at consulting necessarily, and I, I started at another firm for free so I could get... So I could know what, how to do this. Yeah, uh, until the experience and credibility. Yeah, until I knew how to talk to clients and expectations and right. how to project manage. I didn't have that muscle yet. And and so um, how do you deal with the part where are you sitting a lot of notifications like, uh-oh, it's about to, you're about to lose this if you don't, you they know, They have a, a schedule. Days. Yeah, they have a schedule. And, they, and from an SO, SOP perspective, yeah, they get a series of notifications as they get closer and closer to that deadline. So, yeah, we have some code built into where it triggers off the, the time where they start the first module, and that's when the clock starts uh-huh. and automates the the deadline. And it, it's all week. The weeks are all specific. So, like, it's not like you can kind of batch the whole thing at the last minute. It's uh-huh. like once that week's done, then that money's gone. So what? Uh, where do we go to, to sign up? Snappier.co? Dot .co. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, there's power in co. I think com's kind of the thing of the past. So we're going to co now. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> it's only tough because of email. Uh, email address. If you're going for like nick at snappier.co, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of people that type that in correctly. Because mm-hmm. uh, our yeah. brains can't go like it's one letter off. It's a transition. If you were yeah. like, well, wait, here, do this. Uh, can you do... ER is ER like a country code? You could be snap, uh, snap e dot er, mm. like esp mm. dot pn or our buddies at partially yeah. dot ly. That's a good one. We mm. might want to check it now before this episode goes out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it is bought. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, bought it. But like, uh, maybe we should try this just out because I'm interested in this. I think this is a cool idea. Yeah, I like I like that kind of accountability that's automated. Obviously, th- mm-hmm. from you, from your perspective, but 
Uh, now this is semi MVP here. In a, not yet. Yeah, know yeah I, I know. Is. Do yeah, they know yeah. what MVP is? You talk about that. Uh, I don't, but you can explain it if you like. It's a minimum viable product. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the that's part of the idea validation process. Is you want to spend as little time possible building your your membership site in this case, but whatever your business idea is. And by the way, this process, man, you can apply it more than just to membership site ideas. Yeah, there's a little bit of focus on membership site, but idea validation is idea validation is like do people want your stuff before you waste time and money building it that's the whole idea so you're teaching people how to build a membership site how to build how to validate that people want your membership site before you waste time and money building it that's the first phase of snapper that's what we're really kicking off here but the grand vision for this is that we take processes like you described for Uh when you bring your your clients in and it's almost like a plug-in now we, we take this and they're doing the work in our plug-in, and we're holding them accountable. Yeah, it doesn't and sound and all that kind of stuff happens too. It sounds like it's not that far off, really. I mean, I mean, I don't really know technical details, but really, I was looking at this. I was like, we should get in on this. I yeah. Mean, just well, we've got. I mean, cool. We we kind of talked about it off air before the podcast, and it's like, oh, here's what we're working on over here. I don't really want to talk about it on air necessarily because it'll take me forty minutes uh, <laughs> to kind of go over, but like. You know, um, we do have some stuff. We've kind of kicked the tires of a bigger agency in New York that I actually met through this podcast. Nice. Uh, yeah, a PR firm was like, will you interview the CEOs of, they had like, only they only had a handful of clients, but they're like, you just want to interview all of them? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. It sounds cool. Uh, and made good connection that way via Skype interview on, on this podcast. But, uh but like so i guess what should we plug what we're so snappier.co any social media any uh any other ways to connect yeah i mean so i know you sent me links i'm going to put it in the post no it's all good man um if somebody's want, if somebody has a general idea or some idea that they want to figure out how to go through this process then i'll have a workshop that they can sign up for okay and through that process we're going to introduce them to the idea validation system how that all works and then it's like okay let's brainstorm specific ideas and actually get work done there's uh, going back to the click funnels thing webinars kind of automatically uh, congruent with sales call right so yeah if people want to buy yeah. this this product if people want to get into snapper that's cool but i really want to put together a, a workshop that adds value like that okay you're going to get by the end of this you're going to have something you have a deliverable you're going to have an, an idea that you can go off and now take to the process that we just gave you and if you really want to dive in and you want to be held accountable to actually going through and doing it yeah then you get into snappier but it's just man this, this is not a three secrets kind of webinar to to validate your idea it's like we're going to come here, over pull, and show you pull what it, it over. is I'll, I, we said we'd kind of go over it on air i'm not well, going to roast you too bad i just want to see what snappier I, yeah what i what i can help with a little bit yeah cuz uh, i like to show off on our we podcast can, anyway. we can dive in we can dive into how snappier works so your wordpress it looks like wordpress yeah simple wordpress site uh, <laughs> jabroni no uh <laughs> We like Squarespace, I but look, WordPress is good, man. Well, it, you know, if, if your if your listeners go to make it snappyshow dot com with a podcast, that is Squarespace. Oh, really? That's Squarespace. Okay, yeah. I think I talked to you into this that in the beginning, right? I, I think you know what? Yeah, you did. Say you Squarespace. Did. Why don't we have a promo code? I don't get it. I don't know what Dude, I have to do. That is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Squarespace. Where Not are only you? have we made hundreds of sites on Squarespace or worked on them, but we also have like told told people that I, right. I forgot all about. So I was hollering at my mom yesterday about it. I was <laughs> like, just go on there. It's got all the tutorials right there, and everything. Drag it's so and drop. Good. Just do it. 
Well, from the versatility perspective, it just didn't do everything we needed to get done. And uh, <laughs> my partner with this. Try me. No. Uh, I'll, I'll challenge you on that on a different podcast called No One Watches Web Development Arguments. Um, <laughs> uh, but, okay, so you've got kind of a menu going on. Go back to yeah. the homepage. Homepage is most important right now. Yeah, the homepage, when you get into the homepage, um, when you, this Wait, is, now this is a, a member that's logged in. You want to go to the home site or you want to go to the Yeah, because I want to, we talked about maybe you give us some operations advice and we'll yeah. give you a little marketing advice. Okay, so we'll just go to the site that what people see when they log on, or when they when they just kind of check it out. Uh huh. So that's Snappier Co. Because that's your landing page. Yeah, because I was just giving you the inside view. Uh, so I'll go back to the, uh-huh. uh, the actual page. Yeah, the inside experience that's a whole other animal. But I want to help you try to please yeah, show great. people what this is because that's what you were, we were talking about. That's the hard part. You know, yeah. you've got to. I feel like I've got a little bit of an engineer's mind, but I, I think you do too. Yeah, I th- I think I see on both sides of the fence, but uh, fifty yeah. feet wide and four feet deep kind of thing. Um, so ma- ma- not I don't know not really crazy, th- awesome in one area, right. but you you know a lot yeah, about a bunch of little areas. Yeah, I, I get that, but what's the saying? Where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> you just making shit up right now? No, <laughs> I've heard that, I, dude. I've I didn't make that up. I just, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Okay, Stand by. <laughs> you can look Everybody it up. Stop talking. It might be two feet deep. I don't know. Um, so. So right there, you have uh, you've got an image of like uh, brain teamwork kind right. of uh, cartoony image, yep. and then uh, on the right hand side, then we're on desktop. Mobile is going to be more important, but um, yeah, this is mo- it's mobile friendly. So, do you have a testimonial from anybody? I want to I humanize I it, man. I do. Yep. I have a few, and I'm gonna, I'm actually going to get more. I actually only have two right now, but when you go to the um, and I'm on, I got to log out to actually see what. You see, I, I, for some reason, my windows aren't here. So being the admin with something, I know you're not going for like uh, volume leads kind of thing, because um, you're going quality over quanti- quantity um, kind of thing. I'm going to be getting it, more grassroots, and this is something that I kind of learned from you a little bit too, because you're a, big, a local business kind of supporter type person. Is that you know the, all these things, even if you're online, they really start grassroots. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that's something I had to learn. Um, so. So this is what this is me logged out now. So yeah, I got testimonials on the uh, I think it's on the How It Works page. So how it works. all right, here's here I'll th- I'm gonna throw out some ideas real quick. Um, just we're just gonna start uh, with the home page above the fold, and I'll say sure. I would humanize this. I I like this kind of thing as like uh, this cartoon as extra. Uh, kind of fodder around the site right it, it'll it'll give it more color Decorative. but i would try to even even if you have to get a stock photo for now that's out of focus um and put a testimonial overlaid on that as the hero image you need to humanize it in a way that uh, you'll see a lot of these like app sites do so go to like gin book and above the fold, it's usually a picture gin of like book yeah uh, g-e-n it's generation book kind of thing okay um, I think it stands for dot com, and uh, you'll see a lot of these software sites, app sites, uh, s- where you sign up. All right, look right there. You've got kind of similar thing, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of uh, they they got a human person in there. Right. I think we got to show something like that, and then typically above the fold, you'll see uh, sign up, which would be name, email. Uh, maybe phone, but you don't want to do too much because people won't fill it out. So before they scroll down, you have that 
And then at the bottom, you also have that as a call to action because you want to get that lead and then follow up with, here's what we're about, this kind of stuff. So wait, wait, go yeah. back. So you've still got, we're, we're on GenBook. Now you've got the credibility of these other places saying, you know, this, this is a legit app. Mm. That's where I might put a testimonial from someone who's already done well with okay. it. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm just breaking it down primarily because uh, a lot of online marketing is about figuring out every, everybody's got ADD. Behavioral psychology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, this looks like the Wendy's chick. She looks like she, uh, she's, her schedule, it's, it's going easy. Like her face says that. You're not, you don't yeah. really analyze it that way, but yeah. she's not, she's not stressed. How about that? You don't know what she does, right? right. She's slammed by the look of that picture. <laughs> uh, and then the elevator pitch is right Elevate. there, right underneath the brand name. So here's what it is. Uh, online uh, website copy is really tough. Right. But here's what we are in four words. Um, Slack. Uh, uh, what is it? Like uh, work less or something like that? It's... Try to define it in as least amount of words as possible. We can't do it here. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, well, you're saying it for yourself. I can't. It's hard for us to do our own stuff as well. That's why I was like, I'm glad you're coming in. You can, you can <laughs> roast <laughs> what we're working on. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. I, and let me know if you're like, hey, take it easy. <laughs> no, I'm, dude, I've been beat up. I was in that nuclear Navy program. What's when that? I was, uh, Whoa. Yeah, when I was uh, right out of college, and they'll, they'll beat you up pretty good. What is, so what is that? Yeah, I, I did. Um, I was a civilian working with the nuclear navy. We um, we trained sailors on how to operate the back one third of a submarine. Oh that program's Jesus. pretty intense. Oh. People yelling at you a lot, and so that was a really good, you know, <laughs> kind of thick skin kind of yeah a subs nuclear and reactor. carriers. Yeah, yeah but I didn't want you to be like, hey, I'm a guest on this thing. <laughs> you know, take it easy. Uh, nah, I was yeah. I had to train with them, man. I went to power school, and yeah, it had all that. That military craziness. So let's go back to your site. Go to uh, another site called Pingdom, like Kingdom with a mm-hmm. P. Um, and we're going to test the speed of your site real quick. And this matters because if it takes longer than three seconds on their tools, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have like 70% drop off from a, or what is it, like 50% drop off of most people uh, on dumb phones, as I call them. Got they it. call them feature phones. But go to tools. On Pingdom, this, I know this isn't super visual or amazing yeah. audio, but you can do this at home. <laughs> uh, and then put in your URL. I have to put in everything or just do I have to do just, www? Mm, I don't think so. Just uh, And it's it's cool. We've been using it. Finally, we found something that is legit. Test from Sweden? Test from Dallas or San Jose, I think. Yeah. And then um, it's going to give – it's going to – pump out a free report that's legit because mm-hmm. uh, we were doing we were testing sites on uh, the Google mo- my site Google mobile test my site. Mm-hmm. and it was giving us like D's or F's or whatever and we we're like that can't be right because we're doing we're physically doing it on yeah. cell phone go down yeah and Instead so it's a Squarespace thing so there you go so s- 7.14 seconds and you can do it a couple different times because it's going to be different mm. But, you know, you want to speed that up, and then it'll show you how to speed it up a little bit. Really? Pretty so, much. That, so that header is an issue because it has some encoding in it. Oh, look at that. Almost always 
Make your picture smaller. Yeah, like make, uh, if you really want to know, <laughs> what is it? Uh, try to make it about 1,500 pixels. Uh, make it under 500 kilobytes. Yeah, six, I think it was. But Something like that. As, as least amount as possible without, you can go to down to 300 sometimes without losing quality. Um, hmm. Don't make it bigger than it needs to be. Because uh, just think about it. The lighter the site, the quicker sure. it's going to load. Yeah. Um, and then I got, I got two F's and straight A's after that. So that? that's actually better because you only have to really take care of two things. Yeah, remove query strings from static resources. So that means so that means where <laughs> the pictures are uh, stored yeah. on whatever server you're using, WordPress is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was something the about head a header. encoding header. It's probably they got something in the up there. So it's all doable, but that's a little tip for anybody trying to. Uh, look at their site. Is it good? Is it not? Um, That's cool. And it's a quick tool you can use it on your mo- on your phone too. Yeah, and that there was a public service announcement about the Google test my site. If you have a Squarespace site, they don't. There's something going on, but Squarespace the way they design it doesn't pop back as quick or something. So they tell you to use Pingdom or other sites. There, yeah, there's something. There's something with JavaScript or something. But um, where are you going? Uh, yeah, test your other site. Yeah, it's kind of fun. While I, we're here, we w- I mean, I went through all our client sites and I was like, "Oh shit, I need to go <laughs> through." And <laughs> well, I mean, stuff changes too, and I don't want anybody to have a bad experience that we just launched their site. So, what do they sell? Three months earlier or something. But now that's yeah. become part they of our process. They sell tools. Okay. Yeah, it now. Yeah, now, now it's part of our one quality of the control. Marks is make be. sure your your pictures aren't as big mm-hmm. as they need to be. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of some of the advice I'd say. Yeah, uh, appreciate I'd, that, man. I'd say. I'm going to give you this video. You can chop it up if you want uh, this podcast to be able to, you know, tell this story, right? Yeah. So you're yeah. like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Your face your said website, like, I mean, sure. No, sure, sure, no, sure. no. I know. I, I was, the wheels were turning. That was the face I was oh, giving. Like, okay, I'm trying to figure out. If it wasn't for us interrupting, you could have had a whole video of you explaining how this came about and all that stuff. So you just chop <laughs> us out of it. And yeah. You probably have a whole... Well, Eric's a v- uh, badass video editor. He might he might help you if you're sweet on him, but um, <laughs> but then he has to listen to himself. So they um, but you can chop this up because video is really huge. Add uh, add captions to it because mm-hmm. like thirty forty percent of people that are watching video have the volume on. Yeah, that's why Facebook wants you to have captions. That's why like. Uh, I mean, just think of it yourself. You know, you're not always you don't always have your headphones, but you want to look sure at stuff, memes and shit. It's cool. turned into a, a, a caption a holic. Like every if it's not a comedy, put those captions up there. I want to know what they're saying. Yeah, I don't know where I stand on the com- like college comedy. Humor. I no, I get. I don't. It's distracting. Comedy, it's it's different. Well, it's a, well, like college humor is doing awesome sketches. Like I think just for like Instagram and Facebook and stuff, mm. but. The captions at the bottom, and so I'm reading the punchline. Yeah, you're reading the punchline half second time, yeah. before, or you're not paying attention to what's going on. Right. So I don't know, but um, you know, chop it up, and I I could feel you kind of dogging on Facebook, like it's kind of going away. It's still there. It's still the anchor. So if Facebook is the anchor. You know, Instagram is your uh, is kind of the spoke. Pinterest, you need to get on to get the ladies involved. Because there's, there's membership stuff for ladies. Like yeah, that's 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 wheel. a tricky one, man. Like, it's because Pinterest is all imagery, right? 
yeah, so we got to figure out how to make images. Yeah, we got to figure out how to visualize a lot of this stuff or tell the story. You got to get like, all right, what would like a foofy kind of like creative flaky guy do? Like, all right, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, membership. You know, you got to kind of do <laughs> that a little bit to get the wheels membership. going. You put put yeah, your, uh, your hands like you're that. Yeah. Namaste. You know, that kind of guy says namaste instead of thank you. You put your Warby Parker glasses on and and you take the pictures of that thinking about the not, you know. Exactly. So it's like uh, try to visualize it. If you had to close your eyes, Eric's a big wellness kind of guy where you you do ice baths or you do yoga or transcendental meditation, whatever's going to help you kind of honestly visualize it. And then each social platform has its own strategy. So LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I think, is fucking awesome now from a marketing perspective. And um, being in 15 years in corporate, that's where a lot of my people are. Right. So, so you, your audience is there, but they're not. it doesn't mean they're not on the other things, too. Right. And it doesn't mean that you can't find niches with, for your niche. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Email's still number one. Email's still the number one thing overall if you have that. So build that list right best on. you can. And then whatever you can get reviewed on, Get that five star. Send it to us. I'll 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 throw you a five star review, because those reviews are like reviews are becoming way more important now than ever. Because um, there's so much noise. There's so much noise. We have a, a agency partner called BirdEye. That's like a super online reputation agency. Mm-hmm. So like they can delete bad shitty reviews if like someone leaves. It. You can't do it on your own. You have to like be boys with Google and stuff <laughs> to delete a, a shit review. But uh, we have a partnership with them where, you know, we can al- allow our clients to be on their system and then we help their online. So like wow. people sign up or the exit of that, we put it on our process over there. We have to make sure to set an auto drip review. If they put a shitty review uh, typed out in the little uh, module we send them, mm-hmm. uh, if it's three stars or under, It'll go to a box that looks like they're going to leave an online review to everybody, a shitty one. Mm-hmm. Most people will fall for that, and it'll go right to us. Oh, uh, and we know. So it's like a decision tree. Like four <laughs> or five stars <laughs> above, it, we're, it's public. Three uh, Here, let's do it on these sites, uh, Facebook, Google, and what, uh, you know, Yahoo or something. And then um, if it's three or under, it's going to go to a thing like it looks like you can be a shithead to about us online. Hey, these guys ripped us off and all this stuff. And then you can recapture what went wrong. Because most people, like you did with your Facebook post, but you got something positive out of it, most people are impulsively writing something shitty online, right? Right. They may have had a bad experience, oh, yeah. but Heated. you give them 48 hours, they might, they might be like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad kind of thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It'll help with that too. Um, so anyway, I, reviews. I can't say enough. Th- it's going to be. That's to me a lot of SEO. Think about it. You Google local business. A lot of it has to do with the reviews that pop up that are going to get you to the top. Sure. Yeah. So if you're the Makes best, sense. if you're the best pizza spot, and in this part of the neighborhood, and you're googling it from the neighborhood, you know. Yeah, most people don't have Google AdWords set up. You know. They're just going by the reviews. Right, right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, yeah, man. Anything else? What do we got? Can we give the, uh, if they want to do that webinar on validation? Yeah, we're, which one? This workshop? Yeah. Uh, 
So workshop.snapier.co. We're going to put these all these links on the post, uh, the episode description, and the blog post on our site, tocoworks. Dot, or, yeah, tocoworks.com. Mm. Is it? Well, I changed the main... <laughs> I changed it to the main Tokabaga Consulting because people were calling us Taco Works and dumb shit like that. So um, <laughs> I just I only made Toko Works as a at email handle, you know. Okay. Because Tokabaga Consulting is too long. Um, so uh, you can go on on there and tell tell us about that, and we'll close this mother out. What, what's about the workshop? The workshop. Yeah, you come in there. You want to understand more about idea validation. And you want to see if you have a good idea for a membership site or anything, really, we'll give you the overview on that. And we'll, we'll work through that process and, and brainstorm different ideas. Say you kind of have a vague idea, but you want to solidify a little bit. We'll have a community that's on this webinar, and we'll, we'll work through it together, workshop style. So it's not the, the three secrets to getting whatever you need in $500,000 a month type thing. It's a holistic a, approach. It's a legitimate workshop but yeah i mean that's what focus. that's uh what we're the, what this podcast is about giving that pragmatic advice and yeah. you know trying to the, the anti-tim ferris is why we kind of started this like i i hated those podcasts Fuck it was like Tim all right just get your millionaire <laughs> friends go to y combinator and uh yeah just, just make a fucking multi-million dollar business and it's super easy take the product that you already have and <laughs> then we'll go from there and we'll tell you how to automate your eighty thousand dollar a month business right right <laughs> thanks tim yeah thanks thanks buddy no I he's good to listen to like you if you want a daydream no no if you want a daydream i just use him as like a go-to i don't have any angst towards him i just feel like you know it's not in touch with reality and i feel like yeah. the 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 freelancer gig economy is growing. I feel like entrepreneurship's growing. Uh, that's why I felt like this podcast came at a good time. Um, sure, yeah. To be able to try to help, you know, maybe one listener might go to Pingdom, but it might help them a lot, kind of thing. Um, and that the hippie in me kind of likes that. So uh, the frustration of listening to Tim Ferriss, maybe would be like, fuck this. This is stupid. I have better info than this. So. Uh, ego, Except empathy. for that saying, that 50-foot-wide, forward feet deep. I couldn't find anything on Google about that. M- must be old school. Making it up. Must be super old school. Yeah, what is why would about? you type it in? <laughs> why would you? Why would someone put it, that online? I, well, I mean, I don't know. What about two feet deep? I'm not going to put I all the numbers in. Do you want me to start? Two inches? It might be six, two inches. Six foot wide or six inches deep, or maybe it's you two. You guys are just trying to get you got what all I'm saying. numbers in It doesn't matter. See how many I'll do before I give it's up. It's a metaphor. That's what you're doing. Um, all right. Uh, appreciate you coming back on, man. And, Thanks for having uh, me, man. It's been great. Yeah, come back on sooner. Let's make it like four or six months, something like that, or like even that. sooner, man. Come back in three months. I want to see like what's happened in the last three months, and we'll schedule it now because that's another thing I've been doing productivity-wise. Every meeting has an exit. What's the next steps? When are we meeting next? A lot of it's stuff. It's not like random. When can I see Randomness is so... Uh, I'm over randomness. Randomness? I'm over the randomness, yeah. I want to hear yeah. about that, and that, that's that's how we'll close <laughs> out. What do you mean, the randomness? Well, I think things should flow together, you know, e- even what you're posting over social media. Hold on, Eric's going to do some DMT and get really into it. I, I, I think <laughs> I things need to have a logical <laughs> flow, because I get frustrated when I'm, I'm a big podcast listener, and it seems some of these topics in the productivity space was like that. I felt like I was getting that way with the podcast. It's like I was just pulling for content, so it was random. It didn't have a logical order. And it was kind of hard to is it cat like yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, and, and it it was distracting almost. You just kind of jump into something. You hear, oh, that's a great kind of tip. But then 
the action doesn't follow the randomness. So I feel like if you have a logical flow and people are following your, your thought patterns and, and your podcast is feeding your, your group, with your posts, like it's all kind of combined and feeding yep. each other. I think it's a lot more, a lot more productive and yeah. more efficient. Yeah, the holistic kind of thing, a, a method of thinking and right. following through and stuff. But again, I was just like, why am I doing some meetings and then it's so hard to coordinate with people right after? Like, you walk out the door and somehow it becomes insurmountably difficult <laughs> to coordinate something. <laughs> yeah. So I just try to go, like, every meeting has a, I need to, even though I hated myself for trying to do this in the beginning, it was like, all right, every meeting has a pre Pre, you know, pre-show, pre-meeting, prepare, even if it's 15 minutes, or just be quiet and think about what the meeting going to be about. And then afterwards, there's always a post, and there's always posts like action items, to-dos, things to take away from this. Purpose is purposeful. Yeah, and there's stuff I want to look up, because I was thinking about other stuff uh, while we were talking, and uh, stuff off there. So, all right, uh, appreciate you coming on, and... uh, Thanks, man.